The following programming has been made possible in part by the generous support of BITS, Blind Information Technology Specialists. An affiliate of the American Council of the Blind, BITS provides career development for computer professionals. For over 50 years, BITS has been on the forefront of industry, promoting and advocating on information access and technology that improves the quality of life for people who are blind and visually impaired. Learn more about BITS programs and how to become a member by visiting their website at www.bits-acb.org. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening and welcome to Tuesday Topics. I'm your host, Paul Edwards, and I actually have two guests and I'm very excited about both of them. One is, uh, is a person who goes back quite a ways as a chair of the American Council of the Blinds Resolutions Committee. In fact, I'm thinking that he may have followed me, but I'm not sure whether Michael Byington did a stint in between or not. Do you remember Mr. Mitch? Mr. Mitch Pomerantz. I don't. If Michael did, it was only for a, a couple of years, but it, yeah. was, it was certainly almost immediately after your time. Yeah, I think that's right. And uh, and the other is uh, one of our more recent chairs of uh, the the resolutions committee, and I'm so glad that he's here, Mr. Mark Reichert. Hey, Mark. Hey, man. Uh, thanks uh, for having me join you guys. I'm looking forward to this uh, discussion. <clears throat> and what we're what what I'm proposing that we do is actually spend some time kind of talking about resolutions, and then eventually. Um, we'll come up with a, a resolution topic that may be a good one or a bad one, depending on what we come up with. And then we'll, we'll, we'll try to go through the process of writing it. We'll make some mistakes along the way so you guys can see not only what makes a good resolution, but what, what makes a bad resolution. And as we go, we'll also probably talk about some of our memories of, uh, of uh, chairing ACB Resolutions Committee. So I know that Mitch uh, and I um, did it in the in the days when when chairing resolutions was pretty primitive. We didn't have a resolutions committee room. <laughs> we generally did it in in hotel suites or hotel rooms, usually. Yep, we did. And there were there were five or six or seven of us crowded into that into that room, sitting on beds. And if there. If you're going to do this, Paul, we got to do it till two in the morning, right? Well, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and often did. And oh, almost always did. Yes. But the nice thing about, about using hotel rooms was you didn't have to find your way back to the damned hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I... I, I think it was I, I, I think it was a national convention years ago, and I had a I had a prior commitment, and I may not have even been on the committee, but I think I had a resolution that you were right. you were going to look at, and I asked, and, and I won't mention names, but a, a partially sighted gentleman who actually probably doesn't see as well as he thinks he does, <laughs> and I said, I need to get over to the resolutions committee, and here's where it is. And and he only bounced me off a couple of walls, hurriedly getting me over there. <laughs> that bruise took a while to heal. So, oh, I believe yes. it. 
<laughs> and 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 there there always seems to be a, a, an effort made by whoever places the resolutions committee room to make it the most inaccessible room they can find. <laughs> well, that's that's because that's because it has to be a challenge for the for the people who really really need to be there. Yeah, <laughs> or e either that, or, or 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 we're trying to discourage people to come and discuss their resolutions. One of the two. Mm -hmm. I remember. Well, well after a, after a while, Paul, we had so many that we really didn't want or need anymore. So there was, you know, a method to the madness. That is also true. I mean, we're 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 pretty easy on resolutions now. I mean, in in our day, we were getting thirty five and forty a year. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, and I think there was one year when Byington had over fifty. Uh, oh memory oh my God, <laughs> that that is scary. Yeah. I remember the St. Louis, the St. Louis resolutions room was one of the more obnoxious <laughs> because it, it changed halfway through the week. Um, in the first part of the week, when there, when there were exhibits going on, you had to go one way to get there. The second half of the week, you had to go an entirely different way. <laughs> so anyway, it was interesting. So how would, how would you um, describe what a resolution is and what its purpose is? We'll start with Mitch, and then I'll, I'll let the other two of us add some. Well, I have always believed that, that resolutions are the, the policy uh, guidelines or the policy uh, positions of the American Council of the Blind. Yep. They're what drives our, our, uh, our uh, director of governmental affairs and, and other staff and volunteers uh, insofar as, as what we believe as an organization. And those, those resolutions, and, and we'll talk, I, I'm sure, later on about prioritizing them, but mm -hmm. But those resolutions really do drive what we do, and and in many respects how we do it. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's that's my that's my uh, uh, you know belief about about resolutions. Without those resolutions, we really wouldn't have a, a unified direction. I mean, once yep. once we've gotten through cussing and discussing those resolutions, and those resolutions are are uh, either passed or not, assuming they're passed on the floor, then, then that is, those are the marching orders of the, uh, of the staff. And if they go to uh, a state, a state organization, uh, you know, it's what we would hope the state organization would also uh, promote. Yep. Um, Mr. Mark. Yeah. So I think resolutions are nothing more, but definitely nothing less than the written memorialized voice of the collective membership of the women and men who constitute the American Council of the Blind. And yeah. all of us in ACB, you know, we have different mechanisms for uh, speaking up for ourselves. We can uh, elect folk to our beloved board and to our various state and special interest affiliates and all that good stuff. Uh, we can uh, get up on the floor and raise hell and carry on. And yet we might uh, use a process like the resolutions process to say, hey, I've got an idea. I want to compare notes with my friends and colleagues in ACB. Do you all agree? 
let's work through a consensus uh, process for settling on just the right way to phrase a, a point of view, right? I mean, yep. it, on the one hand, you say, well, this is what we believe, but there are nuances to that sometimes. And so that's mm -hmm. part of it. But everything I've just said talks about we, but I will say this, and I think this is a really important thing about what ACB is all about. Our resolutions process ultimately isn't about we, it's about me. Because our rules essentially say, uh, hey, if I've got an idea, uh, nobody can stop me from raising it. And, uh, and I, I'm going to phrase it the way I want to raise it. And, uh, and I'm entitled to put that in front of the membership. And you know what? Uh, those of us who've been resolutions committee members and, frankly, resolutions committee chairs, that drives us bananas. Uh, it does. You know, uh, I mean, it really, it's uh, right. And yet, that's what democracy does, right? It does drive you crazy. Uh, and But that's a, a, a part of what ACB is all about, that notion that we actively empower, encourage, we actually almost damn near demand that our members speak up and, and offer their thoughts. And, and, and even if we disagree with them, damn it to hell, they're, they're going to be encouraged to, to bring them before all of us. And I think we should yeah. be really proud of that. Yeah. And we sometimes persuade people who bring resolutions that, that the resolutions committee doesn't think makes a lot oh. of sense. Absolutely. To, to Absolutely. try to withdraw them. Uh, yes. And and they'll often we can often persuade them to do that when we paint these gory pictures of what will happen to their resolution <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> we we become very good at uh, explaining to folks the law of unintended consequences. <laughs> That's correct. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and there are lots of them. Indeed. So, so I, I think the only thing the only thing that I would add is to talk about the fact that the resolutions committee um, itself I think is 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 responsible for refining those resolutions and refining those policies as well. And sometimes the resolutions committee itself will write resolutions purposefully. Um, in order to move the organization in a particular direction that we believe um, or, or, or that a substantial minority of ACB folks or majority even believes that, that the organization ought to take. So there, there have been resolutions, for instance, about minimum wage and sheltered workshops. There have been resolutions about civil rights. There have been resolutions about... Um, Oh, most recently, how we should treat multiply disabled individuals um, in ACB that that I think that that I think have really been crafted by resolutions committees and a lot of the educational resolutions that we've passed over the past fifteen For or sure. twenty years ago sure. have certainly oh. been been crafted by the committee. Paul, I wasn't I wasn't sure you wanted to bring it up, but. Yeah. You'll, you'll recall in uh, 2013, my last year as ACB president, uh, I drafted the resolution uh, on our position vis-a-vis uh, -vis 14C, and right. you you opposed. I and, did. Uh, I turned over the microphone to Kim at one point because I felt so strongly about it, and uh, I've lost more than my share, but I think I I think we won that one by about 15 votes. I think you yeah, did. It was about, right. about, it was about was one of my first thing. years as your uh, resolutions committee chair. That's, that's right. Yeah. So, you know, and they, you know, it's it's fun, but it's hard work, and uh, and uh, you know, I think all of us on on this uh, 
on Tuesday topics, we've we've written more than our share, and we've written resolutions that we knew in advance um, the leadership wouldn't necessarily like. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and and we've written resolutions that have gotten us into all kinds of trouble with the leadership who have, oh, who have no doubt. basically Indeed. come, yeah. come yeah. over to resolutions and essentially told us you will withdraw that. Well, essentially say no, we won't. <laughs> No, we won't. <laughs> you tried to tell me not to write that uh, 14th C resolution, and I, I smiled and said, thank you, but I'm writing it anyway. And, and it was uh, for, for just, just so everybody has a, has a clear notion as part of um, IOWA, and it, it really bothers me not to say the word out loud because I think political correctness has gone crazy over that. Um, <laughs> I'm but laughing it, because you must have got the same lecture that that we did in California about oh God, that yes. word being <laughs> being something bad in in the Native American language. Exactly. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, in, in that particular law, there 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 was a a particularly strong section um, that that talked about uh, minimum wage and. Um, and and 14C is in fact the 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 the, at the place in I I O W A damn it where <laughs> <laughs> except it's W I O A it, it you're is dyslexic <laughs> I am yeah but W I O A I like Edwards better Wawa is more fun yeah, I do too or it, it sounds like Iowa. Iowa. Yeah. yeah, but it sounds I, like I, Iowa. You don't want to offend the people in Iowa. Des Moines who may be listening. No, we've done that already <laughs> with <laughs> resolutions, especially where dog guides were concerned. Oh, oh no yeah. Doubt. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the WIOA, um, <laughs> um, it, it, 14C is the area that actually controls minimum wage in 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 uh, sheltered workshops and that's what bitch's resolution was all about 14c certificates allow workshops and and such like places to to not pay a worker minimum wage and there has been a hue and cry has was a hue and cry for for several years about eliminating it and uh um there there was a coalition of organizations that That uh, were involved in that, and and you know we had a we had, Paul and I and others had an honest difference of opinion, and it went to the membership, and that's how we work in ACV. And it was very close. Um, yeah. And 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 the truth is, there were a lot of pretty strong leaders on either side of that issue. Indeed, there were. And so, um, one of the things that was interesting is that it, is that the membership um, got to hear from folks. Um, I think whose opinions they actually they actually regard as important, but but um, somewhat unusually, they got to hear us on different sides of an issue. Yep, yep. And that's what makes the ACB resolutions process pretty cool. So let's let's talk for a few minutes about the process. So all of us as chair of resolution of the resolutions committee encourage people to write resolutions in advance. Um, it almost never happens. Um, I, at least I think you guys would agree with it that it, that it almost never happens. It, it uh, almost never happens. Certainly in the days when we oh, um, God, yes. we're, we're meeting in person, and 
frequently what we would get, at least it happened to me a couple of times, is I'd get um, a, a, a crumpled sheet of Braille paper. Uh-huh. It looked like it had been sat on after it had been written on. Oh, oh yeah. no doubt. No doubt. Frequently with a with a slate and stylus, and yep. and someone had put down their ideas on what they wanted, and uh, and then the expectation was that, that we, we would, we'd turn it into a resolution. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So so anyway, we get we get that stuff, and so we 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 develop what what amounts to a roster of resolutions, which um, which then become our list. Um, now we we actually cut off receiving resolutions, and this doesn't apply to this year because I guess they're yeah. receiving resolutions till the end of the convention this year. I'm not a I'm not a part of the resolutions rewrite process, um, so I don't know exactly what they've done. But the process looks, as far as I can tell, very much like it was last year. So. Um, yeah, and 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 the thing is, Paul, that uh, I've already submitted one, okay. and I I think there are going to be a couple of open meetings. Uh, I haven't been alerted to when those are, but but uh, they've already gone to uh, to the committee, and um, uh, it's it's one dealing with rehabilitation. I won't go into details, but it's one right. that I've already I've already run through uh, through Doug uh, about Powell. that. Yeah. Yeah, pal. So um, the process is, yeah, they're going to view them in advance and uh, and then uh, deal with it. Yeah, I, I, I don't even know if I'm on the committee again this year, but I'm, I'm assuming I am. Um, but um, it doesn't matter whether I am or, or am not. Um, I wasn't a part of the of the process that was supposed to reorient and reorganize the resolutions process. But I think what they've ended up doing this year is, is leaving it essentially the same as it was last year. And then we'll probably look at, at any, any other uh, reorganizations pending the time when we meet in person again, which is, which is the process that really needs to be looked at. So anyway, we get a roster. We end the receipt of resolutions on Monday evening at midnight, um, and often end up receiving resolutions at Monday evening at midnight. Um, we do that when we're meeting in person because we know that, uh, given the resolutions that we've gotten before, sometimes from states, usually Florida and California will. Will send resolutions forward if we if if we believe that they're that they're relevant, um, and so we we have those to deal with plus other resolutions that ACB wants written, plus other resolutions that members of the committee have been uh, told about. Um, the, so the next part of the process is to decide how we're going to handle each resolution. And I think some of us handled it a little differently, one from another. Um, but in, in, in general, um, there was a, an initial presentation of each resolution. Um, and as long as we decided that we wanted to deal with it, what would usually happen um, is the, the resolution would then be assigned to a subgroup of the resolutions committee 
Would you guys agree that that's the way it usually worked? That was the way uh, you did it, and that's the way I did it, and yeah, probably the way Mark how, did it. Yep, yeah, that's the practice we adopted. Yep. <clears throat> and then the, the the next thing that we would do is we would we would try to get hold of the person who proposed the resolution and would indicate when it was actually scheduled for um, consideration. Uh, and and also the people who were who were uh, the the sort of subcommittee responsible for that resolution would also try to get hold of that person, and and that often meant um, setting up phone calls because uh, we we often reached out to get hold of people even if they weren't at the convention and and had proposed resolutions from um, in in some other way, and it usually fell on the chairperson to track the people down and that wasn't always easy no it it, it is not easy um so then the next part of the process is to actually consider um the, the the resolution and when when we were actually considering that resolution once we had uh once we had given everybody an opportunity to um uh to, to discuss their points of view. And once we had wordsmithed the document, because we generally, um, having read it through, would still find things that we, that we would want to change in the way that it was initially written. So we'd go through it clause by clause. And then uh, would, uh, would, after that, try to determine what we were going to do with it. So there are... Under the ACB Constitution, three options that we have. Um, the, the most usually used option is a, a recommend due pass. And that essentially simply means that somebody on the resolutions committee recommends that the resolution pass. And eventually there has to be a vote of the committee. Um, and it, it doesn't always turn out that the person who moves the due pass and gets a second actually ends up getting a due pass recommendation out of the resolutions committee because there, there, there are sometimes situations where people will put a due pass recommendation out there um, knowing that there's pretty substantial opposition to the resolution on the committee and it may or may not happen. So the second option is to make no recommendation at all. And that essentially means that you, you, you send it forward without a recommendation for passage or not passage <clears throat> and, and sort of leave it naked. Um, let the membership decide, essentially wash your hands of the whole deal, pretend you're Pontius Pilate. <laughs> <laughs> and then the third option is uh, recommend do not pass. And, and that actually happens pretty frequently. Or happened pretty frequently. There, there are usually, oh, I don't know, three to four resolutions a year that that happens to. Um, I think, and and that essentially says the resolutions committee doesn't think this is a good idea. So anything, or, or Paul, yeah. there was such a split yeah. on the committee that that we just, you know, we just felt that we weren't going to reach any kind of consensus, right, and. Uh, you know, go from there. And, and, and the, the majority wanted do not pass. So that's what mm -hmm. they got. Yeah. 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 
Well, and there's another option that has been used. It certainly happened during my tenure, and that is to uh, consider Refer, referring yep. the resolution yep. to yeah. <clears throat> whomever, whether it be the uh, ACB board of directors or perhaps another uh, standing committee of the organization. I, I'll, I'll give one example. And again, this isn't, you know, we're talking among friends here, but I, I, I you know, so it's not to relitigate the issue, but I think it's very helpful to illustrate this. Yeah. It was one of my first years. And I know Mitch, you'll re, uh, remember this Lord knows Ken does uh, when our, our friends in BPI were not uh, being fully recognized by uh, yeah. one of our state uh, uh, affiliates, I believe yeah. it was Texas. Uh, no, and, it was uh, Michigan. And, and I, and I, I we don't uh, we don't have that to, was Texas. Uh, I think was it was it? I remember uh, I would just remember Michigan voting against their seating. So I was thinking oh, it was well, Michigan. I, well, that may be back a few years. Yeah, and, no, this, was, case, this was regardless this was of the later. who's who. Regardless yeah. of the who's who, I would say for sure uh, it was a you know uh, this is I mean this is 2013 right this is going back. It's amazing yeah. how much our society even our organization yeah. has changed. Uh, in a relatively short period of time, and uh, for sure, there were lots of you know nerves on edge and all the rest of it. And ultimately, the strategy that the resolutions committee settled on was to say, "Look, you know what? We are clearly not competent to judge between a state and a special interest affiliate. There are some allegations being made here about the who's who and the what's what and process and the rest of it. But for sure, this is the kind of thing that should not be." debated in an emotional kind of context yep. among yep. the membership sitting around the vast majority of whom, including the resolutions committee members have no idea about the particulars. This, this sort yep. of thing needs to be handled calmly and competently. And so it was end up uh, referred to the board of directors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I do, rem- I do remember the incident. I, I think, yeah, I was thinking <laughs> Michigan, Michigan, unfortunately, and I've got friends in Michigan, but Yep. You know, Michigan uh, was the one that didn't want to seat oh, the when, not. Yep. when that yep. when that issue yep. came up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the process the process. Somebody told me many 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 years ago um, when I when I you know was, when I was kicked out of the federation back in the, back in the late seventies, and and I joined ACB. Someone said. Um, democracy really is a, a terrible way to, to, to try to make decisions and, and operate. Yep. It's slow, it's inefficient, but, you know, we don't know a better way. Uh, there, there hasn't been a better way found that allows for, for maximum participation. So, you know, it, it's, it's not, a clean way. It's like making sausage. It's like right. making, you know, drafting a bill and, and the pro, but it, but it's, it's the best way I know of, of learning about ACB and what we believe in. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, Mitch, I love that because I will tell you my first experience on the committee was uh, in 2000, uh, 2000. That's hilarious. 1996. And uh, and so that was the fir- a year before I joined the ACB staff for about twenty minutes there in the uh-huh. <laughs> uh, as I like to joke. But in any case, and I've said this to Derek Bridges; he's not on the call tonight, but I know with absolute certainty he would agree with me because he and I have talked about this many times, and others have too. 
I mean, if you want to get a real clear sense, yeah, you're going to work your tail off. You're going to work your fingers up on the wrist. And frankly, it's going to be incredibly frustrating and you're going to be really tired. But if you really want to learn what it means to be a blind and visually impaired uh, adult in the United States, and if you want to know what it means to really get into what are the things we care about and most importantly, why we care about them, there is no better exercise than to sit around a table for hours at a time stuck with people many of whom you like a few of them maybe you don't who who can sit around and haggle over each and every word that ends up being your constitution for that particular issue and it's a negotiation and it's a but by god i'll tell you what when it's done you know why you believe what you believe. And if you disagree with your friends and you're in the minority, yeah. you know yeah. a heck of a lot more about why you disagree with them than you did when you started. You know, I, th- I think the other thing, and I, I'm, I, I like to write. And, yeah, uh, me too. And I, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm now doing consulting, ADA consulting work, although I'm not sure for how much longer, but I'm still doing it. And <laughs> what, what spending on uh, serving on resolutions has has done in the, in the 15 years, 20 years I was involved is I think it made me a better writer. It made me more focused on, on issues, on making a point uh, as concisely as possible. And, and so I, I think, I think it's, it's a process that really, helps a person in in many many ways and not all of them related to just acb policy but as a as a writer as someone who conveys information to others right oh there's no question and i would say mitch it's not just about the writing it's also about negotiation yeah when you're across that table from somebody who really feels differently than you do and and they're you know pounding their fist almost literally <laughs> on the table insisting that their one adjective that they want to use is so important <laughs> yeah. you know and you can literally i mean we've spent i don't even i don't want to talk about how long some of us can spend on a single word yeah and, you know i mean that's yeah. that's maniacal right it, it seems maniacal on its face but you know what it's really about negotiation if you can handle those arrangements let me tell you uh, sitting around talking about uh, the difference between interconnected and non-interconnected voice over internet protocol is a hell of a lot easier <laughs> uh, than well, than, uh, than negotiating you know, over an adjective. This this brings up memories and huh? and uh, I'm I don't I, you were on the committee, Mark, but I I don't think you were the chair. No, my first year as president in 2007. Yep. a resolution came to the floor. And use the word retard as oh my in to gosh, slow yes. down. Yeah, <laughs> not only, Mr. President, not only was I on the committee, I was the one who wrote that damn resolution. So <laughs> I, 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 I am the problem child. And, yes. and 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 I spent fifteen minutes. Uh, and, and you know, the folks who know me know I do not. I have the patience of a New Yorker on five cups of coffee. <laughs> and and and. And it's my first year, and I'm trying not to screw up. And there is a woman from a state that I shall not name, but she, we got into it about using that word. And I can only imagine what you were dealing with in the, Uh in the actual discussion, but every word 
is is critical. And I think we finally left the word in, but it wasn't easy. We did because there were a lot of us. And I, I think I may have even spoken on that resolution because there are a I lot of us. Did. There are a lot of us who just who, who just felt this woman, this this woman. We needed to leave it just because <laughs> yes. this, th- th- this woman simply didn't understand the English language. Uh, the, the the fact of the matter is that yeah that word actually means to slow down it yep. it doesn't refer to a particular person with a particular <laughs> disability it does not <laughs> well and 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 it was it was used as a verb too it it yes. weren't it weren't used as no noun that's correct this is correct um i my one of one of my fondest memories of resolutions was relatively early on and Mitch um, you will get this because it was when we had a secretary from Wisconsin um, yeah. I rem- remember her name now um, um, but anyway it was it, it was one of one of my relatively early years as chair of the resolutions committee and at that point um, unlike later um, there, there was no mediation process, so the resolutions committee chair handled the whole thing, handled the debate, and on and on and on. Later, our parliamentarian decided that wasn't a good idea, and they were probably right. Um, but anyway, we were doing this resolution, and it was like resolution 37 or 38. <laughs> <coughs> and it was late Saturday morning, and I think <laughs> That it was the year that I was running for the board, um, so I had done resolutions all week. I had been running around um, to caucuses, and of course, caucuses in those days involved a lot more running around oh, than yeah. they do now. Oh yeah! So <laughs> here we are on Saturday morning, and this this lady who you guys would would also remember um who this was her her last convention but she she used to she used to write resolutions almost every year um uh a lady named mary lou lacefield if you guys oh, i knew that's who you were gonna i knew who you were gonna talk about <laughs> i have my own mary lou story that is not arable <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and, and um but anyway Mary Lou had written a resolution, um, and and it was really kind of ahead of its time, because it was a resolution that had to do um, with um, how how to involve blind people in in being sure they got emergency warnings um, mm. when tornadoes were going to happen. No. And that was ahead of its time. Yeah. yeah, but but she didn't use the word tornadoes. She was a, a good good little midwestern lady so she used <laughs> the word cyclones oh yeah <laughs> so, so i i i didn't think there was any reason to change it cyclone tornado tornado cyclone same thing not a big deal so this secretary from wisconsin is sitting <laughs> next to me because the secretary had to be on stage um to to you know be in charge of minutes and that sort of thing so she was up there and she said she said 
this resolution's about cyclones? You're using the word cyclone? What the beam are you <laughs> cyclone? Cyclone? So is this Wizard of Oz? Cyclone? <laughs> so yeah. I completely lost it. I started laughing and I could not stop. <laughs> so people from the audience are yelling, what's the matter? Is he having a heart attack? <laughs> this goes on for literally five or seven minutes. So that's that's my fondest memory of <laughs> of being <laughs> stuck on stage with the resolution. Well, I would, I, I, so as far as fond memories, this is not so fond, but I have to say that, especially in my first year, and I know Mitch remembers this, you know, uh, some of us often uh, sitting out in the audience might get a little frustrated with uh, the gentleman or the lady who's up there as the resolutions uh-huh. committee chair trying to read their. Stuff uh-huh. and of course their technology breaks down and we out uh-huh. there grumbling about him or her. But I tell you what, until you're in that position, reading Braille in front of about a thousand of your closest friends and oh, demonstrating yeah. your not so sophisticated Braille skills, maybe uh, uh-huh. that you learn a lesson. And, and and I would love to ask you all a question. I seem to remember a story about a Versa Braille that broke down. I was, and was just going to tell you <laughs> and, about and, and, that. And, and, we're, and, and, and maybe some people, maybe one or two, don't remember what the hell a Versa Braille is. You might want to remind them of that. But I, I would love to uh, hear that story about how you all ended up having to recreate the whole damn week's worth of That's exactly right. Um, I had an issue. A Versa Braille was a very early, refreshable Braille display. Mm-hmm. And it was what I used for my entire uh, time as chair of resolutions committee. And you had a Versa Braille 2, right? I had the 2. I had the, yeah. the disc Versa Braille. Right. You didn't right. have the cassette, the cassette tape? No, I didn't I, have the cassette. I, had, I, I, was, I was the cassette Versa Braille. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and, and I was inputting all of the resolutions, and at some point, something failed. And it was, I think, Friday midday. And so I had to track down uh, all of the resolutions because we did have a, a secretary. And the data wasn't lost, but it was scrambled. Uh-huh. And so what I ended up doing is I spent, I basically spent the afternoon and the entire banquet because, because we were going to be reading those resolutions the next day or most of them the next day. And I basically stayed up all night. I don't believe I went to sleep at all reconstructing those resolutions. And I did. But it was it was a horrible experience. But how the hell did you do that? I mean, all the whereas clauses. You just tried to use your memory to the best you could. Yes. Or did you ask others yes. to help you? Yes, I, I had all of the data there. Oh, I see. And I had to go back in and remember what we had included and what we oh. had left out. <laughs> and and I I had you know I had to ask people. I obviously didn't sure. do it during the banquet, mm-hmm. but I believe that when we finally got to reading the resolutions that were still left, that all of them were complete, but it really was a Herculean effort 
Ugh. And and it was it was it was I will never forget that experience because it was a horrible experience. I wanted to do well my first year yeah. chairing yeah. resolutions, and thankfully I did manage to do it. If I had lost data, that would have been, you know, <laughs> that wouldn't have been real cool. But but I I didn't lose it. But it was just a matter of reconstructing everything. But Ugh. I don't remember a thing about that banquet because that was not what I was focused on. No, I get you. <clears throat> I get you. Thankfully, thankfully, the the next two years as chair, uh, things went a lot better, and I didn't have that problem. So, but yeah, that that was that was probably my worst experience in ACB ever. <laughs> well, and then uh, Paul, I, I when you were talking about process a little while ago, I right. love both of your thoughts on this. This was certainly an experience I had when I was chair where a number of times a resolution would concern itself with a, a subject that really uh, should be, sh- should, should have the input and buy-in or at least to one degree or another, the blessing of a particular special interest affiliate. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yet a number of times the makers of that particular resolution, maybe they were members of that special interest affiliate, but they were not necessarily in leadership they were of not. that special interest affiliate. And frankly, in one case, which shall go unmentioned, there was just an out and out damn near close to civil war about who the hell was in charge. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I would just be interested in both of y'all's sort of reflections. I, I'll leave it to others to judge how or whether I handled it well, but I will, I will just say, that is a very difficult situation where you have content that should be, you know, maybe not vetted, but for sure you talk to the, the special, the, the affiliate involved and get those folks who are at least the named leaders. But if there is an out and out conflict uh, among those folks, boy, that makes it really difficult. It really does. It does. It, it does and, and, and I can think of a couple of instances where, a disgruntled member of a special interest affiliate yeah. who who obviously didn't get anywhere convincing yep. the leadership of that affiliate yep. that an issue was important enough to draft a resolution about would basically um, go around the special interest affiliate yep. and bring a resolution to us. And, and we would absolutely hear about it from, from the president, of that uh, of that special interest affiliate and and so it put us into kind of the role of arbiters or at least saying look this came to us we have a responsibility to uh to bring it to the floor which is another story of mine but we we have Uh, I, I, yeah. um, but, but, you know, that, that would oftentimes put us into a very, uh, sticky, uh, sticky situation. Yep. 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 Well, and, and, and I think we ought to, we ought to make it clear that via the, the constitution of ACB, it indicates that if, if we get a resolution presented by Joe Blow or, or, uh, Adolf Hitler, um, it, it doesn't matter who presents it. If that if that person wants that resolution to go to the floor, the resolutions committee can do absolutely nothing to prevent it if the person wants it there. 
And I learned that the hard way. Thank you, Ollie Bledsoe. We're uh-huh. in, in, in whatever, in whatever uh, nether realm she's in. But <laughs> that was also, I think, my first year as, as chair. And I don't remember why the committee uh, at that time uh, uh, agreed with me that, well, this is not very good and we really shouldn't bring it forward. There were a lot of issues. And, of course, uh, she stood up. And uh, and and rightly challenged me, and I had to run. Thankfully, we were in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and thankfully, my room was was on the same floor as our meeting, as our conference room, our meeting hall, and I had to run down to my room and go in and grab uh, whatever I was. You know, I don't remember if it was on paper, braille paper, or whether it was on the mm-hmm. first braille. And come back, and I had to read that sucker. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned that, and, and as I say, I have no idea why I and the committee backed me up not to uh, not to read it, but uh, I never did that again. Uh, she she was from South Carolina. Yes, she was. And uh, uh, was was an interesting character. Had a yes, she had, was. Had a long term had a long-term relationship with vending. And I think her resolution was about vending too. And, and uh, unfortunately it wasn't a very good resolution. And I oh, don't no. know that. I don't think she even ran it by RSVA. Oh no, she didn't. <laughs> she did well, not. and I, I'd, I'd be interested too, to pitch this uh, softball question to the two of you, at least two times in my seven year tenure, uh, there were resolutions that were uh, aimed at the conduct of people in senior leadership within ACB. Oh. And so there and so there you have a situation where you know you as the as the resolutions committee chair appointed frankly at the discretion of the president of the organization, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I mean there are friends and colleagues and they've asked you to work and you said yes ma'am, yes sir. And now you've got to re- you have to read something that is terribly critical and frankly a little bit embarrassing, if not a lot embarrassing. Uh, about the, the sitting president or someone else in leadership, and that's the rules. And, and yet, at some point, frankly, as I was reading one of them in particular, that I remember, and Paul, I know you remember it all too well. Uh, you know, you, you, you sit there reading this thing, and you say, you know what? My God, this is embarrassing. On the other hand, thank God for an American Council of the Blind, where you can actually dare to read a resolution that is openly critical of leadership like that and yep. you trust the membership to do the right thing and i would argue that in that particular hi- horrible hypothetical i think the membership did do the right thing or they did mark the, the hardest resolutions to deal with were the ones that dealt with internal matters yes. in oh, right. absolutely oh, so, uh, absolutely yeah. the rest and, and, are, and, these, and we these theoretical public policy things are the easy yeah. ones yeah yeah absolutely. we spent lots of time lots of debate time on the floor with people arguing back and forth and and saying look these aren't resolutions that we ought to be dealing with these are internal matters they ought to go to whatever committee or to the board of directors but but these are not issues that we need to have, uh, you know, as policy in resolutions. And and um, I don't recall whether that happened during my time as chair, but I sure remember some debates when I was no longer on the committee 
and we spent a lot of a lot of Friday afternoons dealing with those kinds of things. Yep. 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 Well, yeah, those, I, I, those. Oh, sorry, Paul. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah. Oh, those. well. So, so, so those, those kinds of issues, and the other things that I would say that always really uh, were tough for me, and I, even to this day, as I think about it, I'm I feel two ways about it: resolutions about other organizations and how <laughs> they do business, right? Yeah. And again, we can we can leave out the particulars, but let's say uh, there's an organization out there whose managerial uh, decisions and who's in leadership and the policies internal to how they do what they do and budgetary decisions. And there are people that come to our resolutions committee and say, you know, shouldn't we weigh in on this? And of course, I mean, the little, you know, let's breathe, uh, let's set fire to the temple uh, side of me says, damn right. Let's do, let's go. Yeah. And then there's another part of me that says, well, now wait a minute now. Uh, don't they have the right to make those decisions? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think if I had to, if I had to choose, it would probably be a 50% plus one kind of decision. I think I would probably come down on the side of saying, I think the American Council of the Blind has an obligation to speak up in those matters, particularly if there's some kind of particularly morally you know, compelling reason to speak up. Because I'm not so sure why just because another organization is, makes you know, they, what they call business decisions somehow takes it off limits for us to comment on. Right. And and I and I would probably go the other way on that because yeah, 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 we we're not we're not you know happy when another organization one comes yep. to mind immediately yep. Um, yep. takes that action and and I think I think we have to be very That's careful the un, unless yep. it is negatively impacting our members yep. Yep. or a significant yep. number of our members. I think it's um, uh, you know there there are some interesting questions that are out there where that's concerned. One of them is um, to to what extent does do, do do the sponsorships that ACB now gets for its convention uh, inhibit the kinds of resolutions yes. that 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 we're likely to pass, and to to what degree does it does it in fact mitigate against ACB passing the resolutions that some of those organizations really deserve. Oh, no, no question. And there were, there was actually uh, a situation early on in my uh, resolutions chairmanship uh, where one or two folks were, you know, fairly reasonably senior employees of a particular assistive technology uh -huh. vendor. And yet the group wanted to be critical of them. And these folks were damn near begging us to say, look, you don't understand the position this puts us in. And that is that is a terribly it is. heartbreaking position to be in. And, and and for private corporations, um, it's 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 um, like assistive technology corporations. Um, the good opinion of one of the larger consumer organizations in the country is a big deal. Yes, absolutely um, right. Yeah, and 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 in their in their case, it's a it well in 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 the case of several different <clears throat> kind of access technology resolutions, yeah. you know, I think I think all of us as chairs of the resolutions committee essentially said to most people who brought us resolutions like that, "What's your real point here? Do you want? Yeah. Do you really want to attack a company or?" Or can you instead 
talk about something that you would like to see happen yep. without being company specific in terms of the field of access. Right. Be much more systems change oriented, right. not into this settling a grudge kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it was interesting. All right. Yep. So <clears throat> once um once a resolution gets to the floor, of course, it's beyond the con- the control of the resolutions committee, or, or for the most part, it is um, that the uh, whoever is 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 handling the debate um, can entertain amendments, and then we have the interesting situation of having to determine whether <laughs> the amendments are friendly or whether they're not. Um, and of course, it's not as easy as you might think. <laughs> it is not. And, and, it, and when you it when depends, you, it depends on whether whether <laughs> you're on the right side or not. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and more frequently, and, that's the case. And whatever you do as resolutions committee chair to 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 a substantial minority of folks on the floor, you're wrong. Yeah, uh, indeed. <laughs> uh, yes, that might have happened to me once or twice, and I think Mr. Edwards might have been on the other side of that uh, debate. Yes. <laughs> well, that's that's happened, but it's yeah. also it, it's also happened to me a number of times. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I had I had the, the 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 somewhat embarrassing situation of actually declaring my my wife out of order. Yes, I remember that. (laughs) Oh, my God. That that winter was particularly cold, apparently. I think think she remembers, too. Yep. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Yeah. You know, I I, I also want to get back to to something that you were just talking about. One of the things I remember way, way back, when I was, even before I was in, in uh, ACB, uh, when I was in, in the Federation, was the discussion about if we take government money, mm-hmm. can we be critical of the agency uh, whose money we're receiving? This is a debate? Oh, my God. Oh my God. Well, and, and so... And I think it's an issue, as as ACB has has thankfully, uh, Eric and and Tony, gotten more involved in uh, in working with uh, uh, a lot of the technology companies and all of that. It really does bring up the issue of how critical can we be? Um, we have to be careful not to bite at least hard, the hand that is in a lot of ways feeding us. And I think that's going to be a, an ongoing concern, an ongoing issue as we, as we continue to partner to try to yep. collaborate with these companies. Yep. And, 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 and it is an issue. I mean, there, again, we're not going to go into details, but there was, there was a, a resolution um, that was written last year um, that ended up not passing um that that uh that i think at least part of the reason why it didn't pass had to do with the relationship of acb with that organization yes yeah i recall the uh the resolution in question yeah i think uh and and you know for the sake of 
for, for, for the sake of being fair to folks, I wrote that resolution that, that was defeated last year. Um, <laughs> and that's as far as I'm going to go. With it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fairly lively debate. It was. As I recall. It, I, I, yeah. I think yours truly might have uh, spoken up for you in vain. And in, in, yes. maybe I, yes. maybe perhaps if I, had I kept my mouth shut, maybe it would have passed. Maybe that's my no, I, I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. I think, yeah, I, I think its, it's fate was determined. Um, I, I think it but, was out of the gate, the, sir. But but the point that 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 Mitch is making actually brings us to an interesting place, and let's let's spend a minute about it uh, on yeah. that issue. Um, I think ACB certainly at the at the time when I was president really shied away from from uh, applying for pure unadulterated federal grants because of the degree to which those federal grants would tie our hands in terms of being able to speak. Um, in our resolutions or in our advocacy to issues that we that we dislike that the federal government was doing. Um, yeah, and 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 that's that really was um, a, a conundrum for for us uh, because you know in 2021 uh, most not for profits have to try to partner with with the corporate sector uh, and the government sector right. if, if there are funds available. If they can. Or we're yep. dead. Or yeah. we're dead. Yeah. 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 And, and that, that then brings up the issue as, as to how, how critical can we be uh, toward those, those same entities. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that, that debate will continue for as long as, we have resolutions, and as long as we uh, continue to partner with those uh, with those organizations or with those those agencies and or and or uh, for profit business entities, and and I don't think it would be helped even even if ACB suddenly got you know ten or twenty million dollars. I don't think I I I don't think that that simply having enough money that we don't have to be concerned is going to change things. I suspect not. Yeah. All right. So uh, once the, let's let's just finish this process, then we're going to go right back to the beginning. So once the resolution, once the resolution has gone to the floor, and in in ninety or ninety five percent of the cases, um, it it has received a recommendation of due pass from the membership, and it's been accepted and it's passed. Um, the next process. Um, is one that that really the resolutions committee was probably responsible for creating itself, um, and and that is the, the the whole notion of resolutions prioritization. Mm. Uh, um, one of the one of the questions that a lot of people raise, um, and and I th- and I think reasonably is. What's the point of passing a bunch of resolutions if the organization that passes them does nothing with them? And so um, there were there were two things that that I guess resolutions um, advocates did. One of them was to say that uh, resolutions ought to be considered at every board meeting, and that was a board resolution that got passed what twenty five years ago, maybe. Long time ago, um, and and then <coughs> second, uh, uh, 
a kind of a response to that that said, um, what what should we do in, in order to, it, when you've got 35 or 40 or 45 resolutions and a small staff, how do you prioritize um, which resolutions should be dealt with first? And um, I don't know if you guys want to talk about the prioritization process. <laughs> he sighs heavily. Well, yeah. I, I, let, let, let me uh, let me uh, toss the ball, Mitch, to you by saying this. My memory of that is that the whole uh, resolutions prioritization thing kicked in around the time uh, when I first started getting really involved in it, namely about 1996 and especially in the Houston uh, convention in 1997. And I remember, I think it ultimately came into play because of just the sheer number right. of resolutions that were uh, adopted. And I remember, uh, you know, uh, um, Steve Spiker, you know, a blessed memory, uh, uh -huh. you know, uh, leading, leading uh, you know, on behalf of the ACB board, the task of sitting down with, well, at that time, Michael Boynton and a two or three other members of the, of the resolutions committee to sort of work through that and to sort of map out what prioritization meant. I mean, I think for sure, if you have that number of resolutions, uh, you do need to provide some kind of guidance to a pretty limited staff. And I will remind all of us that at that time, yes, 1997, yours truly was the first uh, advocacy services director. But who cares? Because really, the advocacy services director wasn't responsible for resolutions. It fell entirely onto one human being at that time, Julie Carroll, who was our director of governmental affairs. Right. And that's an enormous burden for one human being to have to carry. It is. It is. Yeah, and, and honestly, I mean, during my time, I don't believe we had that process in place. Yeah. And no, I don't think when so. It, yeah, and when when it was started, I think there were uh, there were a lot of uh, folks who who were not crazy about it. I was one because. You know, I saw it as kind of arbitrary, and I recall being involved in some of the first discussions about how that was going to play out, and and it really did. I, I think finally we we did come up with some usable criteria for uh, for determining whether something was a, a an A, a B, or a C, meaning right. uh, something we had to deal with yesterday something that we really had to deal with but but you know didn't have to be done immediately and then uh, the the c priority it's something we have to address but there really is no no uh time frame no urgency no rush yeah. <clears throat> and yep. but but it but a lot of it i i remember you know putting resolutions in priority order and when we finally got down to it i was I was like way off, like half of the, the prioritized resolutions that I, the, the resolutions I prioritized, other people thought totally differently yeah. as to their, as to their, uh, their importance. Yeah. 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 It was actually really interesting because I think there was a huge divide <clears throat> between the resolutions committee's notion of what was important. Yes. yes. And the board yeah. of directors notion of what <laughs> yes. was important. absolutely right. That happened yeah, more yeah. often than not. <laughs> yep. Yep. And um, so the, the, the process um, involved a, a board representative 
um, and a representative from the resolutions committee who would essentially get together between the time when the resolutions were adopted and what was then the post-convention board meeting. Right. Um, so it, it, it had to be done essentially with, with very little wiggle room and very little time. Yeah, usually um, after the banquet. After exactly. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that assumes you had no resolutions to write. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we did. We did some. We did some early Saturday morning, if I recall correctly. Yes, uh-huh. we did. Yeah. And the 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 other interesting thing is that when we moved that when the banquet got moved to Thursday night, then there are almost always resolutions to do after the banquet. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yep. Yeah, by Friday night, we the last thing we wanted to do was deal with resolutions. We were all thrashed. That's correct. That's correct. And 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 we'd been dealing with resolutions all day Friday because, yep. um, you know, and that's that's of course another another whole issue is <laughs> do do we need to find a better way? And I think all three of us would say we do. Oh yeah. Then, yeah. then, no then leaving the resolutions until the very last thing on the program. So that there's almost nobody there, and nobody who's there really gives a damn about what the resolution's about. Well, let's wants let's, them gone. let's talk. Let's talk about that very frankly, because I have not been an ACB president. The two of you have been, mm-hmm. and I have served for two. Uh, one of the months is, is on this call, but another one for a full seven years, uh, six mm-hmm. years. Uh, and and I will say that it seems as though ACB presidents are not particularly, once they assume that position, are not particularly wild about resolutions. They don't like them. <laughs> they, 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 they don't like them. I don't want to say that they're afraid of them because I don't think that that's a fair characterization. But I do think they're leery of them in that, they're, you know, from an ACB president's point of view, there's two kinds. The annoying, probably far too long, pie in the sky policy things, which we can deal with at any time. Mm-hmm. And then all of that stuff that is the internal, possibly, you know, fights on the floor kinds of resolutions that eat up time and are controversial. So mm-hmm. my experience is that ACB presidents have a tendency to say, that's all lovely stuff. Glad you people are working on it. We'll get to it when we can. And uh, and and if we have to push it back until farther on in the in the convention week, that's fine, because you know we'll get to you. But but you know, chill out, and uh, I'll let you know when I'm ready to handle it. I'd just be interested in your thoughts on. That. Well, I, I I I would have to to disagree in part. Yeah. The resolutions that I absolutely loathed were the internal resolutions. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I did not believe that those resolutions, uh, those issues, uh, as I said earlier, uh, should be addressed in that, yeah. in that process. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Being, being, you know, I'm not the policy wonk you are, Mark, but, but I, as, as president, I welcomed um, yeah. policy resolutions right. that addressed major issues of of concern of day. to yep. to us but but i i absolutely hated to have to deal with those internal resolutions because i didn't feel that was the appropriate venue for them yep 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 
Yeah, and, well, and there isn't. Oh, go ahead, Paul. Go ahead. Go ahead. Fire away. I, I, I guess. I guess what what I would say as a as a former president of ACB is is I always regarded resolutions as important, um, but so much of so much of the convention because of the way it's put together is really out of your hands as president yeah. by the time yeah. you get there, yeah. um, it, you know, so that Sunday night. And Monday and Tuesday and usually Wednesday are so full of speakers programs, that, right? That there's that there is really no opportunity for you to fit very many resolutions in without putting yourselves so far behind yeah. that you end up stepping on the heads of luncheons, and 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 then you get killed by by the special interest affiliates or other groups that are putting those luncheons yeah. together. Yeah, and and well, so and- you're. Go ahead, Mitch. Yep. Well, I was going to say that, and and because, you know, um, everybody who knows me well calls me a time monster. Yeah. Um, what I brought to the presidency was a belief that is it is disrespectful to start meetings late. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To and to have programs run late, meaning that you're taking time away from the next program. Yep. And so um, I I worked very hard to keep things moving along. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of decisions that I had to make when I was up at the podium was, is this the appropriate time for a resolution? And, and you had to kind of think about the, ty- the topic and say, you know what, I think this resolution is going to take 45 minutes to discuss because there's going to be debate on both (laughs) sides and i this isn't the right time to deal with it because we only have about 15 or 20 minutes until we're done with with uh with business and and we move we need to move into our program Uh, that was that was me that's just how I, i i believe in running running a tight ship and running running uh, in a timely manner. And so sometimes your, your intention was to have a resolution come up or, or, a, uh, or a bylaw or a constitutional amendment. And you say, well, we don't have enough, we don't have enough time. We're going to have to put it, we're going to put it off till the next day. Yeah. And that was one of the things I actually really appreciated about uh, Kim and I. I think we eventually, uh, as resolutions committee chair and president, fell into a little we, we could have done frankly a hell of a lot more of it um but we 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 did a little bit uh of at least in that first day or two of of the convention particularly i remember around audio description and when you yeah. have representatives from the federal communications commission or uh, you know and you knew that the resolutions that you had to bring up even if they were a little wordy you knew that there wasn't going to be any debate frankly it was motherhood and apple pie and Honestly, we got to kind of ham it up a little bit because a lot of those had some kind of, you know, uh, rabble rousing rhetoric in them that everybody could scream and cheer and cheer yeah. on. And, and so that, that was neat, right? Where you could say you have presenters from the outside who then are also there to watch a thousand blind people, you know, get up on their feet and stomp and cheer and cry out for, you know, uh, you know justice with respect to, to audio description. And that, I think, is a really cool 
uh, use of the resolutions process where you can do something right. substantively, but do it in time uh, and in conjunction with substantive presentations. Uh, it's part of the advocacy work that we do, honestly. Well, the other thing is that there were some resolutions that we actually wrote that were intended to um, praise something that was going on, not just not just absolutely right that, absolutely. that or, 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 or was relevant to a particular speaker. Yes, yep. exactly. And and so that resolution was going to be read uh, with that speaker up there come hell or high water. Right. And, and and the truth is, we also probably, if we were presidents, had had a couple of speakers in response to the resolution in yep. mind oh, yeah. before bef- before we ever read the resolution, because we wanted the point that we wanted to make to to be hammered home, not right. only by the resolution but by the speakers. Absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. No. No question. Yeah. Uh, when, you know when you're. When you're the president, you're you're really, in a lot of ways, an orchestra leader, and and you really yeah. have to coordinate everything to make sure it goes smoothly. And some presidents do a better job than others at that. Um, but but you really you you've got really five or six things that you're juggling, and and wanting to make sure go right. And yeah. and if that involves resolutions, you want to make sure that that uh, the, the chair of the resolutions committee is is ready, and and you want to make sure that that everything is going to to run as as smoothly as you can manage it. Mm-hmm. Hold on, you guys. Um, I just heard in the background that um, Gabe Griffith is on the call. So, uh-huh. Mr. Rick, can, can can you find Gabe and and make him a panelist? He's already and, here. He's already throwing that over his head. Hello, hello, Gabe. How are you, sir? Commercial resolution while Gabe unmutes. It's that mute button you have to look for. That's why I use the phone. Exactly. Gabe is the mute button is hard to find. Yeah, we we may write that resolution yet tonight. Hello, um, gentlemen. Hello. Yeah. How are you, sir? So glad you've joined am, us. Well, I've been listening, and I uh, actually just switched devices. So it took me a second to find where I was. Well, you sound sound wonderful now. I'm oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So you, you can you, you can actually a good show this evening. Yeah, you. I've, you learned, can I've learned a lot. <laughs> there you go. Learned a lot of what to try to avoid this year. <laughs> well, I, I was going to say, uh, Mark and Paul and I can tell you about all the things not to do. Yeah. yeah. Just, follow just follow us around. Just follow us around and you'll know and, what and not Paul, to do. And Paul, yes, you are a, a member of the committee still this year. Oh, good. So, uh-huh. so choose. Oh, good. Of course I do. Of course I do. Um, so Gabe Gabe has, uh, has also been co-chair. Of yes. the the resolutions kind of reformation program, if you like, um, and I I made a, a a statement earlier, Gabe, and you can tell me whether it's accurate that 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 indicated that I thought you guys were probably not going to do a lot in terms of change this year, but then probably 
before we get together in person, there'll be a lot more proposals in terms of changing the process then. Yeah, and the the reason being that uh, we have to change the ACB constitution and, and bylaws before we yep. can really uh, yeah. change the process. And so yeah. we're, we're not able to change the process until we can change the, the constitution and bylaws. Yeah, yeah so, so before, before we, we go into the nitty-gritty of writing resolutions, why don't you tell us what the process is this year so we give people lots of opportunities to know what, what they can do when and how. Yeah, thanks for the thanks for that. So we are accepting resolutions now. In fact, uh, Paul, you have an email in your inbox that uh, hmm. talks about that. Um, Very good. But we're we're accepting resolutions now, and um, I think ACB's policy is that I can share my information since it's in a professional sort of way. Is that right? Sure. Okay. So if you have a, a resolution or if you even just have an idea for a resolution as they were talking about earlier, um, you can email it to me at gabe.griffith, that's G-A-B-E dot G-R-I-F-F-I-T-H at C-C-B-N-E-T dot org. Or you can call me at 925 222 Five seven six two, and uh, like they were talking about, you don't have to have a fully crafted resolution. If you have an idea for it, give me a call, send me an email, and we can talk about it or connect you up with one of the members of the resolutions committee, and uh, you know, and, and give you some help on it. And are we going to um, follow the same process as last year, where where? Um, resolutions will be allowable until the end of the convention? Yes. Yeah, the, we'll, we'll be accepting resolutions up until uh, the 23rd, July 23rd. And then uh, <clears throat> since we have several that have already been submitted, I'm hoping that once the committee kind of meets and, and figures out our order of operations and how we want to do things, that Maybe we can have a community call or maybe even two before the convention, but then definitely after the convention, we'll be having community calls where um, for anyone that, that attended and remembered from last year that anyone will be invited to come listen to the committee, you know, kind of debate stuff and then be able to participate in the process as well. And I know even, uh, you know, Mitch, you were there a couple and even i heard larry gassman's voice a second ago he attended a couple of those meetings last year i so. think Don, donna was there for a couple too i think yeah yeah and and, and, and gabe i know you've received the one from california that i wrote 90 percent of and i know that yes that in you fact, got that, that one is attached to the email that i sent out to the group today talking yeah. about so and uh, and Doug Powell uh, and our Rehab Issues Committee, uh, or task force, I guess we still are, uh, we, we've started talking about uh, how the resolve clauses, uh, you know, we need to turn them into more nationally oriented yes. clauses. And uh, we've had some discussion there. So whenever uh, you have your community calls, I'll absolutely be there. You're very Excellent. welcome to be there. Excellent. And, uh, and, and yes, and, and that brings up, I think, a good point, Mitch, that 
you know, a lot of times the state will write a resolution and you know, like California had, I think four of them this year. I've got a couple from, I think Florida and a couple other states that yeah. are statewide and, you know, state oriented in nature, but then they have a clause that says, and be it further resolved that this be sent to the American council of the blind for their consideration. Yeah. And so that's one of the things that the, ACB resolutions committee gets to do is go, okay, now how do we take this from being a, a state issue to being, you know, nationally written one? Yeah. Especially with respect Florida to all said, of the whereas clauses that could frankly yeah. be very state specific. Right. And how in the world do you liberate that into more yeah. national policy or national? Policy? Right. Right. Well, while still keeping the intent of the Correct. original resolution. Correct. No, it's, it's, it's interesting because the state resolutions going to national sometimes go because because everybody at, at the state level believes that they ought to go, but sometimes they go because the maker of the resolution decides they ought to go. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that, that does and, in, and, in, and in the case of the resolution that, that, that I was primarily involved in writing, we have a national issue. And we need to come up with the best methodology right. for making sure that the, 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 well, we're talking about the uh, Rehab Services Administration needs to be involved in this, needs to take, take some steps. And, mm-hmm. and, but we're also looking at the state, uh, our state affiliates taking a resolution and going back to their rehabilitation agencies and saying, what are you doing about this particular concern? Mm. Yeah. You know, one of the things that, one of the things that unfortunately tends to happen with ACB is we pass resolutions and some of them are really important and, and, and they really can be used by individual States to, to, to move things ahead. But, but I think sometimes they don't, they don't hear about those resolutions. And maybe one of the things that we ought to think about in terms of changing our resolutions process is, is, is how do we more effectively um, encourage states where, where it would be helpful um, to, to actually utilize a national resolution to, to, to start to change things in the state. I love you that know? idea because yeah. I, I would say, Frankly, that should be part of an a, a, an overall prioritization process, not prioritization yes. as much as, gee, when is Eric Clark uh, Swatha, pick your favorite ACB staff yeah. person, going to get on the case? Right. The right. issue is, how do we prioritize this for the attention of the broader ACB membership? That's a really important yeah. discussion to have. You know, there were two resolutions, well, several resolutions that we passed last year, but I'm thinking of, of two where, where we actually spent quite a lot of time working on them and trying to make them um, pretty effective that had to do with aging. Yes. Um, and and while, while AAVL, uh, which is our special interest affiliate that, that deals with that population, has certainly done something to move those those issues forward. Um, I'm not sure that most of the members of ACB um, know a lot about what we did last year. Well, mm-hmm. uh, right. And, 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 and a, a resolution that is properly put together. And then frankly, uh, with some help from staff or frankly, some of our yep. more talented volunteers 
mm-hmm. properly annotated, yep. right, uh, with yep. r- uh, resources, et cetera, you can put that in there. I mean, I'm, of course, one of the things, of course, that's near and dear to my heart are special education issues. I would love to be able to have resolutions that are special ed in nature where a parent can download those suckers and bring yep. them into IEP meetings and everything else and say, look, this is the voice of the organized blind movement in this country. And by the way, it's yep. not just some rhetorical document. Look at all these footnotes. And this yep. is, anyway, I'd, I'd love yep. to talk more about that. Hmm. All right. So, so I, I'd like us to spend a little bit of time while we have, while we have this, this group together um, talking about what exactly a resolution is. So let's, let's, begin by saying that there are two elements of every resolution or the way we write them anyway, um, whereas clauses, which is what we call them, and resolve clauses. Um, Put simply, I suppose, um, a, a whereas clause is why should we do what we propose? And the resolve clause is what do we propose to do? I'd, I'd say, Paul, that the whereas clauses are a statement of the problem or the issue. And, and we may actually include several statements that address one problem or multiple problems, multiple mm-hmm. concerns. And, and yes, the resolve clause stipulates what we believe needs to be dealt with, uh, how how we have to handle or, or how we want the entities involved to address the issue. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. Even the word even the word whereas mm-hmm. sort of presumes like it's a it's a declaration or it's an assertion we're making with that mm-hmm. word whereas that says what follows the word whereas is actually what we believe to be the facts. What we believe has happened. It's laying out what the issue is and why it's an issue. And that right. Yeah. And the resolves are quite literally how we resolve to fix them or change them. How we yeah. how is this group going yeah. to affect those facts? So mm-hmm. <clears throat> whereas another way of saying whereas almost is since since this is true. Correct. Correct. Exactly right. Yeah. 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 So <clears throat> sometimes the, the there there are a gazillion whereas clauses and a gazillion resolve clauses. Yeah. Um, for me, those aren't the best resolutions, and and you, yeah. you should only do those if there's no other way to do them. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if if you guys agree, but I I I kind of feel like if you can if you can write a resolution that has four or five whereas clauses and three or four resolve clauses you're writing a good resolution i don't like the kids method (laughs) i I, uh, paul i heartily agree with you and and as and as you and i have written some of the longest resolutions in acb history uh i think you and i have the bona fides to uh make that assertion yeah 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 oh i've i wrote the, this resolution that uh, that I wrote, uh, that uh, that CCD pa- is the longest resolution I've ever written, and we have a we have a member in California. I've I've known him for probably forty years. Yep. And uh, I said when I presented it, this resolution rivals his in length 
and huh. complexity. Uh, so yeah, but but and, that and isn't he always. Of you for it too, Mitch. <laughs> yeah, I bet that's right. <laughs> he may well true. have been, <laughs> but but yeah, <laughs> because because we've all sat on Friday afternoons at conventions, listening to these lengthy resolutions oh. droning on, mm. and and by Friday afternoon our attention spans are non-existent. So it really becomes a, it really becomes a problem, and and we all say, yeah, it's a good resolution. Whatever it said, it's a good resolution. We support it. <laughs> yeah. And and actually, as long as 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 long as you know this gentleman, you, you you know that you're going to get a lot of resolutions that have to do with environmental access. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Not absolutely. Ever singling those people out at all. No, 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 no. Chapter and verse. Never, <laughs> never, never, never. <laughs> um, so you've got you've got whereas clauses and resolve clauses. Um, so let's see. Would anybody like to come up with us with with a, the subject for a resolution so we can write a couple of good clauses and a couple of bad clauses? Maybe we should uh, try a resolution about resolutions. Okay. So we had one of those recently. We did <laughs> last year. Um, well, it was it was late in the day, and I probably and I don't remember it, but uh, I'll take your word for well, it. I remember it well. It, uh, no. it was one of the last ones that I ever read as chair. So yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so but we we can. So let's let's say let's say that that what we want to do is we want to do away with all resolutions just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so let's start with the let's start with the resolve clause then. So we know All right. what we're resolving to do. All right. So now therefore be it resolved, and there's a there's a kind of a standard format here that <clears throat> that's that's been used as long as we've been doing resolutions. Um so that you can almost write a macro to which I do <laughs> um to put to put this into every resolution. So it, it and it goes now. Th now, therefore, be it resolved by the American Council of the Blind in convention assembled, and then you give the name of the hotel in the city uh, on this the, and then you give the date uh, of the uh, and the month where it's happening. That that and then generally it says something like this organization, mm. um, but it, it doesn't necessarily have to say that. But I would say. Uh, pretty much that's that's the standard beginning of the resolve clauses and and they work the same way at at, at the state level yeah. as well at least they they certainly do in florida and i suspect they do in california yeah, do as well california. yeah the for the yeah. format the format is a tad different uh which i have to try to remember every time i'm writing a california resolution as opposed to uh to a to a uh, national resolution but uh, that that that's right. It's it's pretty much the same the same format. And by the way, I should say that other that other organizations, uh, for example, World Blind Union, that I've just concluded a a time as uh, as one of our our representatives in ACB, but but uh, WBU resolutions don't have whereas clauses. They just right. have resolve clauses, and a lot of organizations do that. Yeah. And and in fact, most county governments, when they pass resolutions, yes. um, only include resolve clauses. Absolutely so, right. Yeah. So uh, so that is important. And and in fact, whereas whereas clauses really are 
becoming the exception rather than the rule, I think. Yeah, yeah. But uh, all right, so we're 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 to we're to our resolve clause that says we want to do away with resolutions. So should the resolve clause simply say, um, "Now, therefore, be it resolved that this organization shall henceforward not consider resolutions"? Well, now this would, is a really interesting point because does the resolutions committee or does the res- under our system, right? We have bylaws, our constitution mm-hmm. and bylaws that have certain requirements mm-hmm. about whether resolutions are to be. So, so I guess my question to my uh, two uh, former presidents here and our current resolutions chair, co-chair, is what a resolution like that that just says thou shalt not do any resolutions anymore even be in order? How do we handle that? No, it would be out of order. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. I, and and actually, what I what I would say is, I would I would indicate that in lieu of resolutions, that uh, the board of directors and or a designated uh, ad hoc committee draft a series of policy statements. There you go. Yeah, based based on. Um, whatever, but, uh, but I would, I would say right. that the resolve and, clause needs to say right. more than simply we're doing away with resolutions that, okay. that this is what we believe is a better way to go. Essentially, and, it's and, a cry from the membership right. to direct to the leadership of the organization to undertake certain reforms. Right. And we would also have to say that the constitution and bylaws committee is hereby urged to get involved Correct. in that process as well. Yes. Because, yes. Okay. So, so yeah. So, and 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 that's an indication um, for 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 you guys who are listening that that what starts out as as just a pretty straightforward statement suddenly yep. becomes a lot more complicated yep. when you put it in context. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So we we we've, we've got a picture of what our well, and, and and Paul, if I if I yeah, may, let me also sure. say when when your resolutions committee chair says to you, thank you for that straight up idea. We need to approach it this way. Do uh-huh. not take that as some kind of a, we don't respect you. We no. don't honor your opinion. Oh, In yeah. fact, we are actually trying to help you. So, and, and I, I honestly, I know this is true for me. I'm sure it's cer- certainly true for Edwards and Pomerantz, and I know it's true yeah. for, for Gabe. Right. Uh, there's no resolutions committee chair who doesn't want to help a resolutions maker get their stuff Correct. done. I've never Correct. met anybody who, who doesn't want to do that. Well, and, and who actually doesn't want, you know, unless the resolution is an absolutely stupid, oh, yeah. crazy resolution, yeah. Yeah. who does who doesn't want to try to get on its the, face. that exactly. resolution to, to pass as well. Exactly. And, right. and, and, and often, no, and no, I'm going to go further than that. Usually <laughs> the resolutions or the resolution ideas we see um, wouldn't pass. <laughs> I think you're right about that. That in yeah. their in their raw in their in their raw form, original no, form, they, they, just they would they would not. <coughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. And and you know, as as chairperson, you've got to try. And I wasn't always successful, but you have to try to to put your personal feelings aside and to say, well, this isn't something. I support, but it does deserve to be um, cleaned up a little bit uh, and and brought to the floor. 
but I can also tell you from from experience that there were times when when the majority of the committee didn't think it was a good idea, and we knew that we were going to not recommend or to recommend a a do not pass or even send it forward without a recommendation where we would say, you know what, we've got 20 other resolutions to do and let's just let this go to the floor as is. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's, that's something we haven't talked about tonight. Typically the resolutions committee will say, if we're going to recommend that this resolution not pass, or, or if we're going to send it forward, even with no recommendation, we're not going to yep. wordsmith it. We're not going to exactly. try. There's no we're point. Not gonna, yeah, we're not going to try to make it better because this is simply not something we think is appropriate. Exactly. And, and that's our job, by the way, you guys, as, as resolutions committee, is, is to make those seen, decisions. I, I've hardly ever seen that happen. I know this is true with all four of us, I would imagine, on this call. Yep. Where, where that that refusal to even touch it uh, doesn't happen at least without a cursory touching base with this obstreperous, yes. oh, unreasonable person. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not just we just dismiss it because, oh, so-and-so is a troublemaker yeah. and we we're, don't screw with them. I think we're obligated to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, me too. And, and so, yeah, we do that, but, but we also, <laughs> you know, we... <laughs> We, we we are uh, not wanting to stay up till five in the morning. We want to get a couple hours sleep. And so we we have to kind of look at these and say, uh, okay, we've we've in fact frequently the person will come to the meeting yep. and we'll we'll try to invade invade them to to uh, say this is not a good idea. This isn't something A C B should be doing. We yep. really would prefer that you you withdraw it or there might be a resolution on a similar vein that will say we'd like to combine your idea with this other individuals and see if that will work so we yep. we do what we can right you know we don't like to send resolutions forward that we we recommend to do not pass about but but you know we we really i think at least you know, I think all of us on this call and, sure. and Gabe, you'll, you're you're going to you're learning this, and you maybe already have done it. But what we really we don't want to send someone home totally ticked off at the process, uh, right? Right. right what, the, the other the other thing that we will that we will typically not be inclined to do is if we've had a resolution that is essentially exactly the same as the resolution that's being proposed that was that was written a year or two yep. ago we we will generally say to the person that we we've already done this we and, and we we are not prepared to do it again and if they say we have to do it again then that's another thing reason that we might send it forward with no yep. recommendation or a do not pass and and uh, we'll say what's changed what is different yeah. and and a lot of the time the person will come with that and and may not remember right uh that that there was a previous resolution on the same topic or will will tell us and we'll will either agree or not that this is a different circumstance and requires us to expand our policy so that that happens too 
Well, uh, that's right. And I would say in the times that I remember in the seven years I did it, when we would do those kind of nearly duplicative resolutions, more often than not, they were done, if not at the request of staff, then certainly with the blessing of staff, because they would say, look, that was in the last Congress. This thing needs to be approved with new bill numbers, new dates, a few new names. And if and that's an obvious reason for doing it. Yep. Right. And it frankly doesn't take a whole hell of a lot of time to talk about it either because no, the merits have already no. been debated. No. Or or a key or a key issue or fact has changed. Yes. Right. That's exactly right. right. Exactly. Uh, and and that's fine. Then 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 it's not just duplicative, but right. but no. it, it is amazing how many people bring resolutions that are a year or two out of date that we where, yes. where we've oh yeah <laughs> where we've actually done it. And they just don't recognize it, or or where they think there is a difference between cyclones and tornadoes. Uh, <laughs> I, I was going to say, see that resolution. I don't remember it, but but my understanding is cyclones always refer to uh, to storms in the eastern uh, hemisphere. Well, so, they, they do so, they do now, but but if you read the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I haven't for many years. <laughs> I would have been, I would have been that royal pain in the patoot who would yep. stand up from from the floor and yeah. say, "Mister, uh, Mister President." Mr. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are we in the right part of the country to use this term of art? <laughs> yes. Exactly. And, and, and although, by the way, could somebody? I, could somebody please sort out which one we're going to be swept away by in Omaha next summer? Are we exactly. at risk for cyclones but, or tornadoes next summer? That's what I'd like. Well, well but I, realistically, I it could be either. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. but realistically, the person who was the champion of such minutia, and I wished he'd, uh, I <laughs> wished he'd join us, would have been Michael Byington. Yeah, uh, Michael was the king of that sort of thing. Yep, he was good at that. All right, so. <laughs> let's let's spend about two, two or three minutes, and then we're going to open it and see if folks have some, a couple of questions before we before we run out of time. So, uh, somebody give me a bad whereas clause for our resolution doing away with resolutions. Whereas resolutions are time consuming, um, take away from uh, interesting. ACB program ideas and uh, are otherwise uh, not necessary in this day and age. And whereas resolutions have had absolutely no impact whatsoever on the operation or advocacy of this organization. That's another bad one. Mm -hmm. Now, why is yours bad, Mitch? Mine is, mine is bad because we, uh, we do our darndest to have a uh, an appropriate allocation of time right. uh, between uh, our our business uh, and our and our programs. And honestly, you know, our our conventions, our conferences, and conventions are the opportunity for the membership to to provide input to the organizations leaders and 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 staff on items of of concern to us 
So that's and, why it's a bad right. clause. And I think, and I, and I think the other reason that it's probably a bad whereas clause is that um, we would we would probably argue that the only time. Um, that the American Council of the Blind has for making policy that can involve all of its members is using resolutions during conventions. So, um, correct. Yes, um, and I, I think we can all see why yours is bad, Mr. Mark. Well, um, I, I mean, it's it's a whereas that says these resolutions don't affect anything. It's just a don't, damn don't have lie. Any, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's it's just it's straight, and we don't have time to go through it all. But anybody that would would make such a I mean, fundamentally the reason why my whereas clause is bad is because it's factually inaccurate. Exactly. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's a that's a big reason for why we need to be careful about what we put in whereas clauses. And and and, and that's really, <clears throat> uh, you know, we're, we're these these are really obvious examples. But it yeah. is it is amazing how one tiny word within a whereas clause can change what its meaning is and 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 as as we've said earlier we can spend a lot of time at a at a at a resolutions committee trying to find just the right word to communicate precisely what we want to in a whereas clause yep 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 yep, yep. yep. all so, right so, so paul paul before we go into question i have a selfish question which is i've been dying to ask you yes. this question yes. where in the hell i keep hearing different apocryphal stories about this but apparently, once upon a time, uh, a resolutions committee uh, recommended to do pass, and obviously the membership adopted it, a resolution requiring that the head of the National Library Service always speak to the, co the convention. Is that true? It must be true. Uh, I believe it to be true. Uh, and where did that come from? And, and is in, in fact, is that the origin for why every Monday, uh, Lord knows uh, when I preside at this Monday's uh, convention, uh, we're going to be hearing from NLS. Uh, is that the reason why we hear uh, from the NLS head regularly? Uh, if, what's what's if, the origin of that? If it if it happened, it happened before my time. I I can tell you the reason though, and I I think you're right, Paul. It was a long, long time ago. Yeah. The uh, the long time head of the National Library Service, who was an interesting character. I, <laughs> I, I, uh, I spent I a lot of time with him at WBU meetings. And in fact, right. uh, yes. uh, he actually, uh, I had Donna and I were somewhere in the Caribbean and it was my 65th birthday. And he actually joined us for, Ooh. for dinner. He was a great guy to hang out with and have a few drinks with, but he was such a, a federationist that, uh, we, if that resolution, uh, in fact, was adopted, it was probably because if he had his druthers, he wouldn't have paid us any attention at all and only would have gone to NFB conventions. And he generally came to our convention for one or two days. And that was exactly. It. Exactly. Um, and then went, went to the Federation. His went name went was back. To, yeah, exactly. Frank so, Kurt I Silky, by the way. Yeah, and, and and you know he passed away a couple three years ago. He yeah. he was he was one of those people that you, you you know making it a political thing. You hated his politics, but he was a whole lot of fun to hang out with. Oh yeah, he had an interesting I, sense of humor. He was. Yeah. I, I I had an interesting relationship because my son dated his daughter for a while. So oh really? <laughs> oh, oh my God, it, you could have been his son-in-law. <laughs> that would have been interesting. 
It would. He could have called you Papa. He could have called <laughs> you Papa. That would have been kind of fun. <laughs> oh. It was interesting. Mr. Rick, do we have any hands? We do, Terry. Miss Terry. Good evening, everyone. Hi. Ah, that Terry. That's Ms. Pacheco. <laughs> I'm sorry, I pronounce it the I pronounce it the West Coast way, not not the East Coast way. You have to have been from New England to pronounce it correctly. I understand. Even in, even in Portugal, my brother-in-law was told that he doesn't sp- cor- pronounce it correctly. Although, although I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure my Latina wife would agree, but you know, that's, that's a different issue. <laughs> totally different thing. Um, I had a couple of com- a couple of quick comments. Number one, I think that the and you kind of touched on it earlier. I think that the idea of the whereases and the resolves is so archaic and so self-defeating at this point. You know, you send a, a resolution to whether it's a government agency or a private organization, they're going to look for the first 30 seconds at something. If you want to get something done, it's got to be in those first two paragraphs, not nine paragraphs later. <laughs> um, I think what we need to do is do something that's like a resolve and then a because. And even if or, we reversed them someplace like something like that. Or maybe or or maybe the answer is just the resolved and then a letter. <clears throat> something like that. I think that yeah. I really think that the way we're doing it is just archaic. And you know, that's Terry, why there are so few that still do it. Terry, you you and I I think are are approximately the same age. I took high school journalism. And and the first lesson you learn in high school journalism is the five W's and and right. yeah. you know who, yes. what, when, where, why, and, and how the H and, how. and and resolutions. When you start writing resolutions, that is totally opposite of what you learn in in journalism. Uh, right. I, and I have no idea if journalism is the same today as, as it was uh, way back when. But, but you know, from that standpoint, you're right because what you're doing is you you're building up and building up and building up and laying out the the reasons when when today people want to know well what do you want us to do uh, exactly and, and and then afterwards you tell them you know they want to know why you want them to do it so. You know, I, I certainly hear what you're saying. Yeah, I think Mark, it's it's time. The other thing that I... Oh, hold hold on, Terry. Hold on. Hold on. Mark, do you have a, an opinion on that? Uh, I think I largely agree. I mean, I, I do think that there are multiple... Re, uh, no, that's a good one. I think for transmitting what we agree on or what we voted on to a third party, to a government agency, to a, a, a targeted stakeholder group being able to have the flexibility as an organization to simply trans transmit the resolved clause makes sense so that we're not under some obligation to give them a seven page document with whereas i do think that it is very useful for uh an organization like ours to memorialize our rationale and our restatement of the facts as we understand them so i think one of the things that we haven't done as well is to say Gee, this document that the membership has adopted that is the seven pages long, that must, you know, letter by letter be transferred everywhere. I, who says who? Uh, I think yeah. we should have a little more flexibility to to use it. 
I, I, and, and I think you're almost getting to the place where you're going to say um, that the whereas clauses are immensely helpful to the resolutions committee in terms of yeah. de determining why you want to do something and also in eventually shaping what your Correct. whereas clauses are going to look like. Yes. 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 Uh, you know, you know oh, go ahead, Terry. Mitch, Mitch, go ahead. And then Terry. Well, I was going to say that uh, Gabriel is uh, is taking on uh, solely the, the chair of the committee. That might be an interesting discussion to have. Are we now at a point uh, in, in uh, ACB's history and in the way things are done, uh, whether we want to think about streamlining the resolutions, yep. uh, the resolution itself to only have a resolve clause and, in fact, to stipulate the problem in a cover letter. That's, yep. That would be some interesting discussion to have as a committee. I think yep. it would, too. I think yep. it would, too. Right. Terry. Uh, the, other, the other point that I would like to see um, us do, and that is we have so much media availability to us right now. I think we need to very seriously um, broadcast, stream, what have you, uh, the resolutions. I think you, you've made a very good point that so many people don't know about them, don't, have, don't get as much input. I don't think the resolutions committee gets as much input uh, last year and this year, particularly with... Uh, doing it virtually um i think that but i think i think there are absolute solutions to that that are very uh, very available to all of us and yeah. i would love to see us do a lot more of advertising that we're going to have these uh have these the open open, the open calls right the open right. meetings but the one thing the other thing and um i mentioned it to you i think last week i think that it's i think it would be irresponsible for those running for the board of directors and for the current members of the board to commit to listening to those calls, to participating in those calls, because if they're the ones that are going to be passing Are you saying it would be responsible or irresponsible for them to do that? It would be, it, it would be irresponsible for them not to do it. Not got to. it. Not to. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, I don't think you're making it clear. If, if if they are the ones who are going to be passing the resolutions, then they are the ones that need to know what the absolute, what the actual membership is feeling about these resolutions. No, I, I think and I challenge point. anyone that's running for the board this year. I honestly believe that they should that that should be a commitment that they make. Well, I couldn't agree with you more, and I would say there's almost an imperative for those of us who serve on the board. Uh, to to be uh, to to own the opinions that we espouse, yeah. and to make sure that the ACB membership knows who's speaking up for what, yep. uh, because quite frankly, uh, we have some pretty wide. We've got some structures in place. Lord knows, ACB radio is there to broadcast board meetings and such, and that's wonderful. But I I I think we need to do a lot more about making sure people understand who in the heck is voting for what and why they're standing up for the positions they stand up for. No question. No question. I absolutely yep. agree with you, and therefore, 
I will also be getting in touch with you, Gabe, because I'd like to have you on uh, visibilities on <laughs> one of the next few Friday nights uh, on, on just exactly that subject. Yeah. We're going to be doing. I'm, I'm, not sh- I'm not sure if Gabe is still with us, but send him an email. I will. And, and, and I'd also say that uh, I don't know why you've never served on resolutions, Terry. That's a really good point. I, <laughs> <laughs> we could make it happen, Terry. <laughs> Especially if she brings that uh, Irish mist with her when she comes. Right. Be it resolved. Be it resolved that Terry shall serve on the resolutions committee and and bring that Irish mist. With that's, her. that's a yes. good clause. Rick, Absolutely. Rick, with, Rick has come up with your best bad resolution. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have a question, guys. If I were to submit a resolution that only had the be it resolved clause, what would the committee do with it today? We'd oh, work we, it. we work it. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. In fact, we get a lot of resolutions like that, that where so, people just but, tell but, us what but, they want. But you'd add the whereases and all that stuff to we it? We certainly would now. Yeah, and And all of our resolutions... Uh, uh, commending our hotels and volunteers and whatever, those those always are just resolved clauses anyway, resolved uh, right. resolved. Right. I, I, I guess the real essence of my question is the committee on its own behalf make that decision to uh, yes. about how the resolution sure. is structured. Sure. Right? sure. Yep. Sure. Yep. So, but, well, so that may be an interesting experiment to just do mm-hmm. that. Just do one like that and see how it's received. There, and, and there we've done a few. Yeah, there isn't anything in the Constitution that requires us to have yeah. whereas clauses. No. no. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. I don't. I tell you what, the resolutions process would be a whole lot shorter. Yeah, it would. <laughs> it would. It would. <laughs> I've well, sat through many of. I've sat through many of resolutions meeting, and um, it would. It would. It would make it a lot shorter. But, you know, so, Rick, your question brings up a good point for purposes of submitting resolutions, which is, and it was always my policy, and I expect my uh, brothers in the cloth here would agree, you know, if, if uh, we don't expect members to know all this theology about it. If a member says, I think ACB should stand up in favor of X, to me, and they submit that to me in, you know, in some proper format, I think that at least begins to be the bare minimum of a resolution. We don't expect people to know what little terms of art to use, and we support them wholeheartedly in fleshing that out. The the one stipulation I would make to that, though, is we're fine. I, I think all of us as chairs are fine dealing with that, but people have to recognize that they have some responsibility yeah. too. Oh, for sure. For sure. And that and that responsibility is to turn up when their resolution is going to be discussed. Yeah. Yep. Even if yep. even if you want to go to bed at nine o'clock or you've got a hot date that night, <laughs> if if the resolution's gonna be discussed, you need to be there. You gotta bring your date other, with you. The yeah. other issue though is we've had resolutions brought to us that basically were incorrect. They they Correct. they they did not have correct uh, information, yeah. or they stipulated, yeah. you know, they stipulated the wrong um, statute or whatever. And then yeah. we had to take time right. to to do research during the week, saying, "Well, no, it's actually this this law or this this issue." So that's that's part of it too. Yeah. Is is sometimes 
they have a they have a, a concern, but it's just not based on on accurate information. Yeah. No. So if you're gonna if you're gonna submit a resolution, <clears throat> be sure that the facts that you're using are correct, and 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 if you can, tell us where you got them from. Mm-hmm. I remember that- a resolution brought to us a draft form that uh, named one of the two primary uh, worldwide AT uh, vendors and blindness and vision impairment when they mm-hmm. should have named the other one. Exactly. And they were held bent that it was the one, and we kept saying no, including no. having uh, you know staff from the other one on the committee saying, no, it's really not. So, <laughs> yeah, it's him. You guys, thank you so much for making this an exciting program and, and one that I think has helped our folks understand better Absolutely. Uh, what the resolutions process is. Um, all, all three of you have, have gen- genuinely made this an exciting and a worthwhile program. So thank you fun. guys so much. And, and I've you. enjoyed the discussion and I hope it'll help other people write resolutions in the future. So be it resolved. Everybody <laughs> should write resolutions. Recommend a new pass. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm so glad I'm retired from that process. <laughs> I need my sleep at night. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Good night. Good night. <laughs> 